0: Hi, I'm Joe.
1: And I'm Digna.
0: Welcome to Relationships.
1: We're a couple having a few.
0: Last episode, as I recall, we kind of talked about how we met, and now I figure we would just go a little bit forward in time. Um, Every episode's not going to be specifically about our relationship, because it's probably going to um, let you know us a lot more than we realize. We're going to give kind of an an overview in the first few episodes. And uh, once you kind of feel like you know me, then we'll just kind of give opinions about certain things or something like that. So this week, like the previous episodes, we're going to go ahead and uh, try a beverage. So this one, we're going to actually try I was at a brewery just the other day, and I did a did an interview for the other podcast and uh, i got I picked up a beer from there so this one is called you pick and it's from Pareidolia Brewing and they're down in Sebastian Florida
1: like a you pick farm
0: yeah it's, I think that's what it is you pick it's an ale, but it has raspberries in it,
1: ah so we can pick raspberries here
0: I don't know where they pick them actually I think the Raspberries for this particular one might have come from somewhere out west. That's what I remember about this particular one, but I'm going to go ahead. I've got a growler. Maybe I should have poured it ahead of time. Who knows? We'll see if this is a good idea. There are
1: no rules.
0: Okay, so just looking at it right away, it does almost have like a berry color.
1: Don't ever eat berries that color.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's got like an amber color, but it kind of reminds me of that strawberry wine that I made. Reddish hue,
1: yeah. It's like the, the juice that comes from strawberry jelly. Ooh.
0: So I definitely think definitely
1: smells like strawberry jelly.
0: I think this one is sitting right around 6% alcohol. This should be something that's really drinkable.
1: Cheers, my dear. Cheers to 15 years, like it says on our cups.
0: Yeah, these are actually glasses we had made for our 15th anniversary. Our 15th anniversary was at a brewery. And we uh, gave out glasses.
1: Helen Blazes.
0: Yep, Helen Blazes. Yep. So it was uh, 15 years. So it says November 21st, 2002, and then it says, "Cheers to 15 years." Ah, it's nice. I'm enjoying. It smells this already.
1: significantly more like strawberry jelly than it actually tastes, which isn't a bad thing. I was expecting something very sweet and sugary, and it's not. It's really good.
0: That's a, a nice, very drinkable ale. I I approve of this message. So we're going to flash forward in time. We're going to leave high school, where we were talking about. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about the first time I drank, and then also we were drinking an old school beer because it was an old school time. I
1: Unfortunately, don't... it's not an old school beer because they still sell that stuff.
0: Yeah, people un- drink it on <laughs> purpose. <laughs> Unfortunately, people are buying it and enjoying it without. There, there were air quotes. We're not doing a bush. We're doing a, you know, a good craft beer this time. So we were actually going to talk about after high school. So not how I met your mother, but more of a how I courted your mother. Yeah. So I was class of 99 and Digna was class of 2000. Oh, oh. Yeah. She was the first of the millennium and I was the last of the millennium. So I remember the big thing, 99. I graduated, you know, May. Uh, The big thing, as 1999 wore on, got a little bit longer and longer in the tooth, Y2K was the big thing. I know I'm really going with topics that hit the main main pulse of uh, society. (laughs) So, yeah, Y2K was the big thing at the time. And we actually, I was Did you guys
1: do anything for Y2K?
0: I was living with my grandparents at the time. And uh, just after Christmas, so maybe we'll just say the 26th, I we drove up to see my dad. He lives up in Georgia. We live in Florida. And my grandparents had to be home before Y two K hit. So we were there for like three <laughs> like three days and but back Like, in
1: why even go? Like you knew Y two K was coming. What why even plan a trip? It's not like I mean maybe, it was December twenty sixth and on nineteen ninety nine Facebook someone was like, Hey, did you guys know the world was gonna end? And then your grandparents were like, Oh no, this was like a hundred maybe years never- in the coming.
0: So maybe it was going to be like a, you know, just in case we don't ever get to see you again because the world's ending. Yeah, I'm not sure. Goodness. I'm not sure what happened with that one. So we, we took our trip, our little pre-Y2K trip, and came back then. Three, two, one. up. Oh, nothing happened. Cool. <laughs> so, so that was great.
1: Good thing you made the drive in like the busiest part of the year.
0: Exactly. So I graduated high school. May of 99. And right there it was August, September, whatever. When you start school, mm-hmm. that's when I started college. Um, I ended up getting an associate's degree in computer information systems and. Oh yeah.
1: But you hadn't you been going to college before then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did some, I did some classes before that I did dual enrollment in high school, things like that. And I know we did a couple of dual enrollment classes together.
1: Oh, then you went to Kaiser for what a year and change.
0: Yeah. So yeah, just under two years or so. So from like
1: That's Kaiser College, now Kaiser University. Yeah, Very fancy.
0: I heard, I don't know if it's true, but the, the way that you can go from college to university is to pick up some sort of a doctorate course, and then it becomes a university.
1: Doctorate of basket weaving.
0: That's probably something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went there from 99, and then January of 2001... So I was getting close. Actually, it was, I guess, probably September-ish of 2000. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm looking for jobs. I'm still a student. You know, I've got a lot of my classes done, but I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know some guys got some jobs and they were making, I don't know, 8 to $10 an hour, which maybe back in so, 2000. So
1: like minimum wage now?
0: Yeah, kind of what minimum <laughs> wage is now. But they're like, yeah, we're working for, I don't know, some sort of local computer firm and... That's what they're paying. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I got some college debt because I took out student loans there. So, and I was like, I'm only a kid at this point. I'm 19 years old. So, I decided to join the Army back in, so it was like around September. Actually, I decided to join the Air Force. And I went up to the MEP station, which is like the entrance processing station. And there was one question. And it was like, do you have asthma? And I was like, nope. And then it was like, have you do you now or have you ever used an asthma inhaler or they say an asthma inhaler, they said an inhaler. And I was like, yeah, I I used one when I was a kid. Exactly. (laughs) Indeed. So I ended up that medically disqualified me apparently. So I was obviously thinking, Hey, I'm going to go in the air force and all this kind of stuff. And they like, okay, well you can go try to get a waiver and it'll take like two weeks. So I took, went back, tried to get the waiver, took two weeks. The waiver was denied. And I was like really down at that point. Remember, then, this
1: was pre nine eleven, and the military was strong, and nobody wanted to take on extra weight.
0: Exactly. So in
1: comes two thousand one.
0: So yeah, so two thousand one January. Uh, so shortly after that, I was kind of I'm leaving the recruiter's office. You know, I can't get in. I'm real sad. All that stuff. And the army guy's like, Hey, man, what are you doing? I've seen you around a couple times. That kind of stuff. I was like, Oh, I was just you know trying to leave the recruiter. He's like, "I can get you a waiver tomorrow." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> He's like, and we started talking because I had college like, "And I can give you $8,000." So, um, long Two story short. Long story short, no I joined I, I joined the army. No such thing. <laughs> so, I swore, so I actually graduated. My last class was January 26th of 2001. And I actually left for basic training. Like I was leaving uh three days later the 29th so i joined january 29th um keep in mind digna's exactly one year behind me in in the journey to adulthood on the
1: i was a senior in high school
0: yeah she was a senior in high school no in in, college no no, i had already yeah you were just behind me but you were (laughs) you were senior my first year i was
1: mucking about in college
0: yeah exactly so she was just kind of a year behind me in that journey so yeah but i
1: didn't know that i was planning on going to hawaii I definitely was just going to go to the University of Hawaii and learn stuff in Hawaii. Learn Hawaii stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The main reason I was going was because Hawaii. I think, that's, but then it got really expensive.
0: I think that's the reason everybody goes to Hawaii, not because hey, that uh, that physics
1: that job prospect. is Yeah, the physics Yeah,
0: the physics program there is just amazing. Or you know, they have a. Second to non engineering school. Nothing against
1: like the University of Hawaii. I'm sure it's a great school.
0: I'm sure it's an amazing but party. But nobody
1: school really though. needs to join that school from out of state.
0: PhD in for any waves.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. So we. So she ended up not going to the University of Hawaii. I ended up joining the army. And darn. Uh, this was. This would have been January. So I went to basic training. And you know you do that. So by the time you're out of basic training. I feel like it was what early April, maybe.
1: Yeah, it was nine weeks. Yeah, so somewhere around
0: there, we'll just we'll just say it was April. And then uh, you know you do your family day, you're you know you graduate and they watch you march. And if I ever find that uh, that that video anywhere, I will burn it.
1: Which I got to go. Joe's grandparents, who remember, they needed to return to the homestead before the year two thousand. They were also willing to drive up to basic training so I got to see him graduate.
0: Yeah, that was that was kind of I um, didn't plan
1: my outfit or anything. It wasn't important, no big deal.
0: <laughs> uh no, she she was looking They were definitely new shoes. She was looking good and everyone's <laughs> like like, "Oh man, that's your girlfriend." I was like, "Yeah, you know, what ifs." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, I went to AIT after that. So, I went to basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. Then AIT, which is your advanced individual training. That's where you learn your job. The job I took was similar to the computer stuff, but there was also radio, you know, learning there. So, I pretty much, a lot of it was just review. I was like, I already know this. I already know this. I probably could teach the class and went, you know, graduated AIT. I think that was... Early to mid August? No, no, July. Was it four months. July. Yeah, it was July, and I remember it was probably late July because Fourth of July, I was there, and it was a Wednesday that year. Mm-hmm. So, so in the military, you know, you get four day weekends and three day weekends for holidays. Very random detail to remember. But if it, well, I remember because it was on a Wednesday, <laughs> and because it was on a Wednesday, we were off that day. Like, yay! So we got to like hang out on Wednesday, and then thursday and friday we still had to go back to school that's why that's specifically why i remember it so i graduated i guess probably we
1: had a fourth of july like that recently like in the past couple years
0: yeah yeah. well in the military if there's a holiday on a wednesday you're gonna have to go back to to work the next day because they don't do five-day weekends they can do a four-day weekend and a three-day weekend but five days is right out and and had it been on a tuesday then they would have given us monday off so we could have had a you know friday saturday sunday monday Right. No, sorry. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, so, Wednesday is literally the worst day to have a holiday on for the military purposes. I graduated, we'll just say late July, maybe uh, early August. And you can take leave or you can uh, do what's called hometown recruiting. So, I just did the hometown recruiting. Um, I didn't want to, I guess, I, I don't know why I didn't want to use my leave. Um, but I was, I was only, so I was only home for about a week, week and a couple of days. And what you do is you dress up in your uniform and you We didn't
1: take leave because you essentially had off every afternoon at home. So we take leave.
0: It was like, well, a lot of people, they'll, they'll go back home and they do their hometown recruiting, which is seven days of like work where you help out the recruiter and just try to convince all your buddies to join. But yeah, so you do your hometown recruiting and then you go to your first duty station. But because... I didn't take any leave. A lot of people do that. You have about two weeks of leave at that point. And a lot of people take that time, but I didn't take it. So I went straight to Korea. Uh, that was my first duty station. And I was only in Korea for a very short period of time. And that's when 9-11 happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, I joined because I wanted to pay off my what, college. So like a
1: month maybe?
0: <laughs> I don't even think it was a month. It had only be a couple weeks. Cause I got, I would have gotten there in like late August or something like that. So yeah, nine 11 happened. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're going to war. All this stuff's going to happen. So we had no idea exactly how it was going to pan out. But yeah, I remember doing a lot of guard duty. And of course that time of year, it starts getting colder and colder and colder in Korea. If you've never been there it gets cold. <laughs> so so you're there guarding. like. And
1: we live in Florida.
0: Exactly. So you're, I'm guarding a gate.
1: Guarding the gate,
0: and, it, and this gate is up on top of a hill. Sorry,
1: this is a door the Explorer reference. If you have not watched children's movies recently,
0: <laughs> so I was guarding the gate. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> and, and I'm guarding this gate up to the ammunition holding area. So it was just like where they keep ammo inside of like a, a mountain.
1: And you're what a whopping nineteen?
0: Yeah, I I was twenty at that point. Mm. I turned twenty, so a full I'm,
1: grown adult.
0: I'm twenty, in and charge of freezing. ammo, and I'm standing there with my weapon <laughs>
1: during a wartime. It was so bad. <laughs> Joining the military at eighteen is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so I somehow uh, keep in mind I'm in another part of the world, time zones, all that stuff. The phone calls were infrequent, but I know AOL Instant Messenger was a friend at that point, and. Somehow, with me being in a, between AIT and being in Korea, I convinced Digna to join the army.
1: Was it then? When did I join? So I was in two thousand one. No, I, so I, I I joined in two thousand two. Yeah, you right? joined
0: two exactly. You were a so year behind were, me on everything. So oh. you just finished up your college okay. and. Then you're like, hey, what am I going to do? And I said, join the Army. And your dad was like, join the Air
1: Force. Yeah, well, my dad was like, just no to any of it. (laughs) Both of my parents were like, no. And then they came around to it and said, well, join the Air Force because dad was in the Air Force, which seems like the obvious natural um, course of, of things, which I definitely should have listened in a way, I will say, because now that I've seen how the Air Force lives, I mean, hey, that's. Sorry Air Force I mean it's just super super easy compared to the Army, yeah. or maybe I'm sorry, and you feel like hey you're the smart ones, but either way um <laughs> I mean I, <laughs> I t-
0: years later after we got out of the army, I told I, I had a cousin so he's you know years younger than me, and he was thinking about joining the military I was like, look, I was in the army join the Air Force <laughs> that's what I told him,
1: yeah so there was there was a lot of pushing and pulling and um just no in general for joining the army, but you know, my boyfriend's in the army. And so that's the only thing that made sense to me at the time, which, you know, again, joining the military when you're 18, it's the prime age for them to, to nab you because you just don't know any better. But, um, yeah, so it would have been nine 11 and I would have been still home, but I had just joined up. Actually, he convinced me to join before he went to Korea because I had already, done this like delayed entry program. And I had already signed up in about August. I'd say August at the latest. So probably, yeah, actually probably right after I turned 18. So it would have been right around August, 2001, nine 11 happened, uh, less than a month later, the world is imploding. And now my parents are like, see, now you don't have to join the military. And I was like, but I do. Um, so I finished my last semester in, in community college, did not, side note, did not pass my last class, but still walked because <laughs> really I had to show class. my my family that I was walking for my diploma uh, as long as I promised the school that I would repeat the class the ne- next semester, which, of course, I nodded my head. And yes, 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 of course I will. But little did they know I was joining the Army like post-haste. I graduated in December and uh, had set up to join uh, in January of 2002. But, you know, whatever. Live and learn. But I still have that, I guess, diploma holder thing. It is still empty, but I got it. And I have pictures of me in a cap and gown. And that's all that matters. But
0: but you did go back many years later I, yes, and finish that class. Approximately,
1: and what, a decade later?
0: <laughs> close to, yeah. But she got that associate's and then I she went on and got did. her bachelor's.
1: I did. So, you know, you can lie a little bit. And it's fine. It'll work out in the end. I did my last semester my parents were very upset that I was joining especially especially because 911 had happened and off I went January 14th maybe of 2002 to Fort Jackson And I was there for nine weeks, and I did that whole training, and it was really, really hella cold. And again, it was just North Carolina, but I am from Florida and also a wimp, so that was unacceptable temperatures for me. You're not
0: a wimp, you're army strong. Uh,
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was not. Did a lot of things in basic training that I thought, wow, this is dumb. But I mostly will remember my most memorable moment in basic training, um, aside from the gas chamber, aside from crawling through the mud and jabbing sharp objects protruding from my M16 into rubber tires and yelling kill 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 and weird things like that the most memorable moment was um on a field exercise in the middle of the night and we were patrolling in our little plato- platoon with our drill sergeant and I don't even remember what our mission was i think it was to deliver this thing that we were carrying to this location and we got to the location we put this thing down and all of a sudden, the drill sergeant says, gas, gas, gas. Mind you, he had put us all in a circle, had us lay down on the ground and intertwine our legs so that we could tell where the other soldiers were in the dark. Those were also air quotes because he was lying and he uh, dropped a, a CS uh, grenade in the middle of our, uh, not grenade, bomb? I don't know. What do no, I mean, it I guess,
0: it? I think it's a grenade. It's just it looks a can- like a grenade. It's a canister. a canister. Yeah.
1: A CS canister into the middle oh, of man. our- into so the middle of our group, whose legs were all intertwined, and the idea was for <laughs> you to intertwine, intertwined, <laughs> <Intertwounded>? <laughs> I <like> intertwined it,
0: intertwined it, <laughs> intertwined <laughs> it,
1: our legs would intertwined. So the idea was to promptly get yourself up on your knees, get the mask out of your case, you know, put your things down gently, get the mask out of your case, put the mask on, clear it pick up your things that you put down your things being one of them, your M16, which you always have to have on your person. Well, I panicked. Um, All of the, (laughs) all (laughs) of the the straps on my mask just immediately became intertwined. Um, I was unable to get it onto my face. I probably could have had I actually stopped and thought for a second, but I dropped my mask. I proceeded to chuck my M16 and get up and run. Mind you, I'm choking. I can barely see. I'm having a hard time breathing. But I am full sprint running in In the the woods. In the dark. It didn't matter if it was dark because my eyes were closed because I couldn't freaking see.
0: Nothing bad could happen there
1: no, you know, I'm, I'm I'm running, I'm tripping, I'm coughing, I'm gagging. Then I finally realized I, I need to crawl because I can no longer run while I can't see. And so I finally got myself out of the cloud of dust, which felt like I ran about a half a mile, but I'm sure it was no more than 25 feet away. And, you know, just wait there basically, because I know that nothing good of this is is going to happen or nothing, nothing good is coming from this. And nothing good did come from it. They finally gathered us all together. Most of our unit or had our, had the mask on. They had their M16. They were, you know, I mean, worse for wear, but Most still Most of them didn't run blindly there. up into
0: the woods. <laughs> they were still there.
1: Um, and there's my drill sergeant holding about three M16s and a handful of masks. And you could tell whose they were because we were all hang dog and, and very um, – is that the term? Hang dog? Whatever. We had our heads hung big time. And yeah, that was very okay. embarrassing. There were a lot of push ups. There was a lot, a lot of yelling, something about never leave your weapon behind, yada, yada. But anyway, that was basic training. Fast forward, I graduated. My family came up. They were super proud of me, of course. Still so reluctant for many good reasons, had they known that I was doing things like chucking my M16 and running blind through the dark, they probably would have just dragged me back home.
0: That's not how M16s work. You don't throw those at the enemy. Well, I mean, I didn't. I'm going to shoot you okay, with grenade I and I'm going to throw my it. gun at I you. I just
1: <laughs> let it go and ran away from it <laughs> because there was no holding of anything happening. So they came. They came to the graduation. Uh, it was a couple of days worth of, you know, pomp and circumstance. And off I went to California, you know, flying all the way to California, which for me was totally new, but I was in my you know, fancy, uh, class a green uniform and super excited to get to California to a find out what language I was going to be learning. Cause I joined to become a linguist. turns out I got Russian, which is cool and really hard. And, um, <laughs> I didn't use it at all while I was in the army, but that year, uh, at the defense language Institute, I believe it is in Monterey, California was pretty stinking cool. Um, It's a beautiful location, and I definitely did not take advantage of it the way I should have because I became what's known as a barracks rat, which meant I ordered Chinese food as well as pizza repeatedly throughout the week, and spent a lot of time in Starbucks and Target, and went on a couple of really fun adventures, made some really great friends, but I didn't really get out into the town, into the city, into the state even. But it was fun. It was it was a really neat experience, and I probably good way to, well, I would say a good way to slow roll into the army, except it was definitely more like college. And then when I actually got to the army, I was confused. (laughs) So I would say DLI was like the air force lives every day. And I lived that for a small portion of time. And then I finished my training in Texas. So I was in California for a year. I finished my training for four more months in Texas in the dead of summer in San Angelo, which is, is just bad. Um, I was at Goodfellow Air Force Base and it was just four months of desert of hot, 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 um, wind blowing in your face all the time and just nothing to do and heat, which actually transitioned to be very useful because once I got <laughs> to my first duty station in Texas in, I guess, September of 2003, um, I definitely, was just as confused by as Joe was getting to Korea and being told, hey, we're having a terrorist thing happening in 9-11 and, you know, oh, crap. That was his oh, crap moment. My oh, crap moment was, hey, welcome to Texas. P.S. Your whole unit's not here. They're in Iraq and here's your stuff. Bye. So within, I'd say, well, less than a month, I found myself making good use of that experience living in desert environments because I found myself in Kuwait. And basically, just living in a blow dryer, so it was it was not fun. It was there was some on, great on life a side experiences. note. Her
0: hair never looked more beautiful.
1: Oh, it it, it can't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> there were a lot of bad things happening, but there were also a lot of really great life experiences that I'm I'm sure that I draw from daily. <laughs> I can't tell you one right now, but you know it builds character and stuff. So yeah, that was in short my army's. The beginning of my army story and how I got to that point.
0: Well, we now have gotten out of high school, gotten out of college, and into the army. So we're not well in the army now. Yeah, exactly. We were definitely in the army now at that point, starring Polly Shore. (laughs) So now we're going to go ahead and get the old pod decks out. Sorry, that didn't sound good. Let me do that. Let me actually remove it from the box completely. And we are going to pick a card. Pick a card, any card. I'll let you take the card this time. Just go ahead and pull it out, and you can read it out to us. Oh, oh, she's pulling from the middle of the deck. have not seen these cards, by the way.
1: If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? One thing about yourself that you could change.
0: Is it possible to make myself less beautiful?
1: (laughs) I mean... There are ways.
0: <laughs> if I could change one thing about myself, that's really uh, a hard one. It's really deep. I mean, I could definitely be okay with losing a few pounds, which the good thing about that is that's actually uh, something I could change about myself.
1: If you could. <laughs>
0: yeah, so so that's, an, that's a, an if I could. But if it's one of those things that's, unchangeable i don't know like all the things that are kind of uniquely me i'm kind of cool with those you know like i would think maybe my life would be a little bit easier if i was right-handed instead of left-handed because you know all those desks that they have where your arm hangs <laughs> over uh, you know is really good because you can just lay your arm there and rest if you're right-handed but if you're left-handed your arms just flat your elbows flapping in the breeze but on that same note Left-handed. I mean, it's not a super um, exclusive club, but you know, a majority of people are right-handed. So I, I mean, other than losing a couple of pounds, maybe come back to me. Maybe I'll think of something good. But I'll, I'll go with for now. It is something I should be able to change. But uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll lose a couple of pounds.
1: Okay. So in that vein, in the surface stuff that we can actually change, that wouldn't mind being different. I most definitely would change my hair color. And I probably will do that soon because it's looking a little rough. Um, but that's just a very, you know, just very unimportant surface detail. Something that I would like to change that I probably can't. I'm just kidding. I absolutely can't is just, um, my whole joint crap going on. I've got busted joints and swollen joints and all that. So that's really fun to try to deal with and not something I expected and also not something that I can change, something I can adapt to as, as well as possible, but definitely something I can't change. So my hair color and please new joints. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So something that I can't change that I wish I could change. Yeah, I think I'm kind of also
1: your hair color. I mean, you know what? Because <laughs> he will never dye it, so. I
0: mean, I wish that my uh, my hair didn't start thinning out the way it has, but, I mean, I know that, yeah, you could try Rogaine and all that stuff, but I don't want to do that, so I'll just go bald semi-gracefully. But, but yeah, if I could magically just ha- always have a head of hair and not have hair growing out of my ears and back <laughs> and wherever it's deciding it wants to grow as I get closer to 40... So, yeah, I could, I'd i be okay with that one. Oh,
1: also, an unimportant but not, not truly changeable thing might be some of the details in tattoos that I have. So, I don't hate my tattoos, but I would now, being who I am now, would ask for them to have been done differently. If I were getting them done now for the first time. So, like, yes, I can have them covered up. I can have them altered a little bit. But, like, the original tattoo, I'd say... Every single one of them, actually, I would have I would have detailed differently now.
0: I say the first one that I got, I would definitely, maybe not have gotten. I would have gotten something, but maybe not this exact one. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Let us know what you would change about yourselves. Hair color or ear color? No, it's eye color. That's the one, that's the important. That's the one people care Attitude, about. Attitude tattoo. <laughs> so. All right, well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. This has been a Getting to Know Bruce presentation.
1: Music provided by PurplePlanet.com. That's Purple-Planet.com.